And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. What's up, man? You good? You in? Hey, I'm good. Are you good? Yeah, our internet is so funky, right? Are you guys in a storm? I know. Yeah, we spent the morning um, panicking because we had a work meeting and our internet was fully out, uh, but it came on right before the meeting and it seems all right. Um, but yeah, I was like, all you're going to hear is just like rain yeah. in Southern California two Southern California dudes, and it's just going to be a, a rainy uh, interview. Yeah, and it I mean, last night my power was out. So I told you, I was like, oh, I'll send you the email when I get home. Power's yep. out, internet's out, phone's not. It's like just a crazy thing because of the storm right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I'm glad this is finally happening. There's been a couple like close call hangs, close call Zoom hangs that we would have met up, but this is finally it. Yeah, this is it. So I'm excited. Uh, Sir Collect a lot has been like, he hassled me at the beginning. It was like, you got to get Nez on there. You got to get him on. Uh, and uh, that's what's so funny is uh, so much of toys on tap functions on the excitement of some toy artists trying to push other toy artists to get on toys on tap, yep. <laughs> which, which is so cool. Um, and it's, it's humbling that people are like, you got to get on this show and you got to do that. So it's exciting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've messaged you a bunch. I love the show. So I'm very honored and excited. And so be, what's cool is you're the first one that we're going to talk a little bit outside of you, but like, uh, of the collecting side, right? So you, you, I, you just, you do toy hauls and I just saw one that you posted that where there's Jurassic park figures in it. Oh yeah. 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 And mm -hmm. I love Jurassic park. I love the toys. I love all that. I don't have any of them. What are you a Jurassic park toy collector? Is that something that you like just, I have like, it? I have some from my childhood, but those are all re-releases that okay. Mattel did in the last couple of years and there's like a giant box set with the T-Rex and the car and the little kid. And, um, that's like, you can go right now to target and grab it. And then the little sets that include the other characters, I think came out last year. And those are all like kind of jacked up in price on eBay right now, but, uh, jumping around, jumping ahead. I started doing a tiny bit of casting in the last few months. So now I'm like, double buying toys for collecting and casting like in terms of i used to not buy figures if they're too expensive there's kind of a limit of like yeah am i really gonna spend ten dollars for this thing i got 
that cut up and then you're like, uh, 14, 15, I don't know. It's, you know, you kind of factor that into how much it's costing you to, to make a bootleg. Um, but now I'm like, I can buy a, a single more expensive figure and make a couple copies of it. So it somewhat has changed the game for me. So all of those Jurassic Park figures will come out of their packages. They're all pretty unique. Like have, I mean, there's, there's like guys in shorts, which mm-hmm. I talk, talk to Miles or collect a lot about all the time. I'm like, we need more guys in shorts, like yep. ba- base figures of dudes in shorts. And we need more fat guys. So I got the like chunky guy from from Jurassic Park. Um, so I'm like, those are perfect base figures. Make some copies of them. And uh, so I've got stuff to throw. I've got Jurassic Park figures to throw on my shelves. And then I can uh, pull them off and and, you know, duplicate them to use for bootlegs too. What's funny is you have the same conversations with him that I do because it's like, yes. I need fat figures. Yeah. I need these. I, uh, I, I almost posted it yesterday, but I, I put out all my, I've been calling them my uh, boy toys, I put them in a big group. And I was, I'm like, we need representation. Representation matters. Yep. The toy people will got to get on this shit. Cause us, us hefty dudes, it's gotta, we need, we, yeah, we need representation. So I want to know that I'm like, seen. Yes, exactly. Yep. And there's, yeah, I've got like, I don't know, I've probably got like 10 or 12 now, which is actually, you know, kind of, kind of exciting because, you know, now the possibilities are endless. I can make every John Candy character ever. There we go. Well, (laughs) so on top of that, this is also the most frustrating thing. They don't make very many um, black action figures. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so people will call me. Or, or message me to do customs of them. Mm-hmm. And I am like, I get frustrated because I'm like matching paints, trying to match st- certain skin tones. Mm-hmm. And it's at some point, like I've gotten, luckily I've gotten better at it. And so like I turned to Qui-Gon Jinn into uh, this rapper that had contacted me and I was like, mm-hmm. awesome. Um But it's just so frustrating because it's like, I shouldn't have to struggle to find that type of figure. It's really frustrating. I, um, I just saw your Anakin though. And that one, I was like, oh, that's great. You like, that was a total perfect paint job. And I, I like use Anakin all the time. So he's like fully, um, kind of can use him for any kid character, but yeah, that was a great like paint job. And, but yeah, it's such a, like, you know, it's such a frustrating zone of just like, you know, I mean, we we do similar styles of like you start with that base figure and you want to get as close. I mean, they're it's the bootleg, so you know, kind of who gives a shit. Yeah. But you want to get as close as you can to the start. Um, and that part of me, for me, is part of the fun. Is just like, all right, what's gonna give me get me there, get me yeah. close to there. Uh, so the like Super Seven NBA line has been a bit of a lifesaver in terms mm-hmm. of you know just being able to have actually black action figures for the first time um and there's a jurassic park kid too i'll just okay. send you a, a little picture of him if you can grab him on ebay he's great he's like a little kid in a little hoodie or whatever um great base figure too like kind of the size of anakin rad rad okay so we could talk this kind oh, of yeah, we're just, all day but i was gonna say you jumped right into just toy talk yeah yeah i love it so this is about you uh Toys on Tap, you've heard that how it runs. Let's introduce who you are, what you do. Let's start there. All right. My, my name is Brandon. Uh, go by Nez. That's, uh, you know, part of my last name. And um, 
Yeah, I I collect and love action figures and toys, and now I also make them. I've been doing that for uh, since the beginning of quarantine. The official bootleg style that we've all that we all know and love, but um, have been doing various forms of it for kind of a long time. Um, so yeah, I can talk like. I can talk both collecting and toy making, and I can also put them in sequential order to where they start to overlap. So um, I guess that's the smart path to take. Uh, so I'm, I'm an only child. So as a kid, it was like toys were just literally, you know, the thing that kept me occupied. Um, and in conjunction with that, it was obviously TV and just consuming, you know, that type of 90s media um so yeah I just had toys like from and most of those toys I still own like my parents I, we've talked briefly about this my parents are borderline hoarders they've kept everything from my childhood my my teenage bedroom looks exactly the same as when I moved out and left it when I was 18 they've not touched it so all my childhood toys are still there um and there's a shitload of them uh so yeah so I think even back then who was doing like, you know, mix and matching heads, just be like, oh, Spider-Man's head on a wrestling body. So that kind of stuff that was just like fun to do. Yeah. Um, and then I got into like money, money figures like 10 years ago, mm -hmm. 10, 12 years ago, just like customizing those little kind of pre-Funko, they're giant, giant headed white blank vinyls. And so I, I kind of was like halfway aware of like the vinyl scene, heard about these money figures and started making like full customs out of those as bases with like clay and paint and all that kind of stuff. It was just a really fun hobby to be like, I can make anything of that style figure. Um, but I don't totally love the like non-atomically... Uh, Atomically correct style yeah. like the big heads and big arms like i'm more of a classic like style you know neca mm -hmm. super seven like i like the real look um so i did that off and on for years i have like a bunch of weird very strange looking money figures um that were customized and then you know kind of like many people found uh different you know og bootleggers on instagram I think I followed, at some point followed Dan O'Brown for a long time. You know, I think he was one of the early ones I followed because he was making like truly like pop culture figures, like kind of stuff I, you know, recognized in terms of like just TV characters and stuff like that. And I was like, who would make a, you know, an action figure of that random person? Yeah. That's awesome. So it was kind of following him as like, that's fun. That's funny. And uh, that just turned into like, quarantine quarantine was like you know this it seems really fun i kind of have like the pre skill set for it um with just the playing around i've done in the past i've also got a ton of toys to kind of just launch into and just start yeah. messing around with so um yeah that was like made the instagram page uh beginning of quarantine and it was from the beginning um meant to just be like, I'm going to show off all my toys to whoever wants to follow. 
yeah. and occasionally I'll make toys too. Um, cause I, I had friends that like, <laughs> I had a, you know, regular Instagram, but I have friends that they start off with a normal Instagram and then they'll start like getting really too into something. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, all of a sudden they're just like every photo is this thing they're currently into. And I was like, I can't do that to my friends and family. So I'm, I'm creating a new one. It's just going to be toys. It's just going to be all my favorite sort of just, yeah, nostalgic collecting stuff. And I got really excited, like the first toy I made. And I was like, oh, well, this is going to be a big part of this page. And so to, uh, you know, the very, very uh, straightforward version is that, you know, we're coming up on not, not too far away from two years later and the pretty much still doing the same thing. Like I don't have a, I don't have a real goal for myself. Like if I want to post a toy that I, I bought one day, that's what I'll do. And then toys I made the next day. And I think it's probably confusing as hell to some people, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's uh, you're just, if you like toys and old, especially kind of late eighties, nineties stuff, like I'm your guy, come, come check out my stuff. I have so many questions. You, you covered so much history right there. And so I have so much. Okay. So we're going to start at the beginning. You said you, when you left your room at 18, all those toys were still there. So you never stopped collecting toys. You never stopped. No, everything you kind of see behind me, which is only three shelves of like five or six in this room. um, That's all. This is all new stuff. It's a combo of like, stuff from the last 10 or so years a few things have gotten hauled from my childhood bedroom when i home i usually try to take a suitcase so i can bring some more things back yeah um and then i've i've got like four boxes stacked in a closet in the house that i'm trying to kind of configure shelves in here still to see as if i can get as much of that stuff we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this meanwhile in a galaxy of bootleg treasures Dov two, we have engine failure. We must crash land on DKE toy planet. Oh my, we're doomed! Wait, salvation! Hooray! We're saved, Dov two. Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE toys. Check out www.dkeToys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE out here because yeah i just makes me sad to know there's stuff sitting in boxes in there and so what's crazy is i mean uh there's so many of us that had toys and then we found out that girls might like us so we got rid of toys yeah and then some of us were able to keep doing toys and still like girls or guys or whatever and it was like what the heck how did you and so you kept it going and then your parents kept it it's truly, truly uh, fascinating. It, yes. I, it shocks myself having experienced it. But I've, yeah, uh, had, had girlfriends, shockingly. Have a wife now, shockingly. Um, she not only puts up with it, but encourages it. I, uh, I, there's at least four or five bootlegs on my shelf here that are just hers. Like, she mm. tells me, you know, characters she likes or whoever she thinks would be a cool figure and I kind of get to work. Um, so it's made, um, you know, holidays and birthdays. All of a sudden I've got like semi easy gift ideas now. So I'm like, just 
spend a few days in in the shop and uh have a new toy for her um she's not like a collector or anything but um yeah super supportive and just like i'll have like my own space so that's a big part of it if we were just like totally combined i feel like it'd be you know a couple action figures on on a nightstand at best or something yeah uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, it is like interesting to think back. And the funny, a funny anecdote is like, I want to say my first year of college, I, it was that transition where you're like, you can't leave for school for college with toys. Yeah. Um, but I brought at least a hand, I brought a handful of stuff, immediately kind of put them on a shelf. And then YouTube like started that year. So I made like a music video of like this dumb, the dumb rap song tipsy from like 2005 yep. and um, literally made an act uh, like a stop motion music video of action figures from like every, every era kind of that I had brought with me um, and put that on YouTube. And because it was early YouTube and it had, I don't know, it had some strange whatever tags and stuff. There was yeah. like my chemical romance action figures that I used Uh that has like, it's been sitting there for 16 years and it has like 300,000 views or something, which in terms of just putting a dumb video on YouTube, I'm like, I don't understand how people, and I still get comments on it. Like once or twice a week, people like comment on this really <laughs> stupid action figure. But I made that in my uh, dorm lobby. And I'm like, if I had walked by and seen a grown man child of 18 playing with toys, in the college dorm lobby, I'd be like, this kid is fucking crazy. But yeah. uh, surprisingly, I, I managed to have some friends and yeah, even a, even a girlfriend, shockingly. There you go. And I went, I, I mean, I went through some of the dumbest phases um, and I wouldn't let myself collect for the longest time. So uh, I, I'm only 30. So grew up 90s and 97 with all the like, I think it's power of the force figures that came out. Yeah. I love Had those. All of them, any mm -hmm. figure from star Wars, you can imagine any like beast, all of them. Yep. And then it was like that next year I decided, eh, I don't want them anymore. Let's get rid of them all. And I, yep. I couldn't figure out why, like, why I did that or what I, and then I had like toy boxes on toy boxes of just action figures I don't know where they're at. They're all gone. Like I have two pictures of toys that I once had. And it's like, yep. One of them is street sharks. I just finished your interview. Yeah. It was so great. That guy is so cool. I loved hearing the, the Mattel stuff, the Joe guy who did the street sharks. So I'm repping street sharks right now. There we so go. Yeah, I, so, heard, I heard you say you have one, one photo with your street shark and that's yeah. it. One photo with that. And then one photo with uh, a cowboy of Mumesa figure old school like 90s nice. yeah playmates thing but okay so you create and you started like kind of customizing from an early age and then you like doing the head swaps and doing that kind of stuff what was that first figure that you created that was like fully custom fully done and when did you know that that was kind of where like what you wanted to do um it was like going back to those monies again, the kind of bulbous head blank style. I think I made a 
like a Breaking Bad Walter White might have been the first one. Okay. Um, just he just you know had his little bag of meth and a little hat and glasses. Um, those figures used to come with like random hidden accessories. So depending on which accessory I got, I sometimes would be like, I might try to make this. Yeah. Uh, so he was like the first thing I like. Let's try clay and this and that. And I honestly put it. I did it for a few years, just off and on. And I really put it away for a few years. And me and my wife had started making, like each of us making a custom for Halloween like three years ago. I was doing um, uh, the dude from Little Monsters. Mm -hmm. And um, she was making like some cool Halloween girl with an axe thing. Those sat in a box. And in quarantine, it was just like cleaning stuff up. And I was like, oh, here's this like figure I never finished. I, that was a fun hobby I enjoy. And so I, I like finished that up really quick and I sort of, it was a weird mental place of realizing these worlds converge and being like, Oh, like the people I follow that, um, and put in, you know, do this as a, uh, Instagram hobby or job or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I'm like, it's not that big of a jump to that, um, to move from these little blocky dudes to making like a four inch action figure. Um, so I dove into like, okay, well, where the hell do you get a blister and how do you make a card back? And like, so I think the problem, the thing that kept me from ever being like that thing that you did is the same or could be the same as this mm -hmm. is I never, I don't keep toys in packages as a collector. So I'm not a collector, probably according to most collectors. Yeah. I am like, let me rip that shit open and, you know, maybe play with it. I'm 34, but you know, <laughs> at least fit it on my shelf. Yeah. But also like, it just like, I can fit so much more on my shelf when they're out of the package. Um, Obvious instances of that where I'm like, and it's gotten older. There's genuinely some packaging that is so cool. Sometimes it's way cooler than the figure. Um, so it's only recently I've started kind of buying figures I used to have mm -hmm. and um, buying them and keeping them in packages. But for the most part, I'm like, I would never put a figure in a package. I wouldn't make something and put it in a, in a package because I don't keep anything in a package. You're like, okay. It's totally, totally, uh, um, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, it's totally backwards to do that in my mind. And then I just started getting really into this, the idea of it. So the first one I, I did was a 90s movie called Drop Dead Fred. Um, and that was made from a Burger King toy. And I put okay. him, I ordered blisters, did a ton of like research, put that thing on a card back. And that was my first carded figure. Um, he was, he's not the traditional like three and three quarter inch toy. So I jumped, I think I immediately, I think I then did a, uh, man, everyone was doing, a, oh, a Tiger King. Okay. That was my first three and three quarter. Um, and then from there, that's just like, I keep, keep, doing that style occasionally i'll do like a five or six inch if the figure is better for the base um mm -hmm. you know bigger figure and it's all you know it's harder to find bigger blisters but um yeah my whole my whole uh 
I don't know, mantra or whatever is just, I love collecting. I love pop culture. And if something doesn't exist, that is that I want a toy of, which is kind of anything I like. If I like it, it'd be cool to have a toy of it. So yeah. my zone is just whatever I like that doesn't already have a toy. Um, and that in that case, I'm like, let me, let me have a go at it. So my list of things I want to make is probably 10 pages long. Which is, I mean, I feel that on like a real visceral level. Like I just have a notebook of idea after idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the lack of time to do all these. But uh, so you you create these figures and you are learning how to do the blisters and you 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 go down that. So how do you deal with the idea? Because you, you bring up something like so true, right? You are dealing in this bootleg space where the backer is uh, sometimes half or sometimes more than half of the art. But as a collector, you destroy some of the backers because you want just the figure. So mm-hmm. how do you deal with that fact in your own like creation of this? Are you just hoping that people don't open? Do you tell them like, hey, don't do this? I mean, that's its own. I mean, we should get into it. That's like its own can of worms in terms of like what I actually do with my stuff. So like. I don't have an Etsy store or, or, you know, um, whatever, any of the numerous others. Um, I yeah. do sometimes yeah. do commissions and occasionally I'll make something. Cause I'm like, this is just really fun and makes me excited. And then I'm like, but if someone wants it, like I also will sell it, but it's literally just like piece by piece. So I don't have like a big overall goal or like system in place for how I work. So I actually have probably done, you know, a handful of sales and commissions over the last couple of years. And some of those are, yeah, people reaching out and asking for a certain thing. And I, I tend to be like, it has to be something I'm, I'm pretty excited about. Otherwise, it's yeah. just, I'd rather be making myself a toy than making someone else, you know, I've, again, my list is so long and that's just my personal list yeah that if uh, you know if i've got time to sit down and work on a figure most time i want it to be for me um but to answer your question um i am paranoid as hell and send people long messages like you want to buy this here's my like i'm calling it rule list but it's not really a rule list but i'm like here's my list of like it doesn't move the arms are fucking glued like, yep. you know, it's all glued down. It's not meant to be removed. Um, and yeah, uh, so there's, there's several things I send to people. And then if they're like, yeah, cool. No, I'm, it's, it's like an art piece. I'm not going to open it. I'm like, okay, you get it. Cause I've gotten messages from like, you know, people who are, are genuinely fans of the same stuff. And that's, what's so exciting to me is just like, meeting these people who are like, Oh shit, that thing. I love that thing. Or I forgot that thing exists and your toy made me remember it. That's awesome. I mean, that's, you know, kind of half the the joy for me is that kind of interaction. But I've had some of those people be like, I love this movie as a kid. Can I buy this for my kid? And I'm like, Oh no, not at all. Like (laughs) your kid's going to, it doesn't move. And worst case scenario, your kid's going to like choke on it or something. And like, I'm, you know, 
my warnings on my packages are literally joke warnings. And like, um, I've, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you gotta know what you're getting is, is kind of the, like, if you want to call it that, like client base I've, I've focused on is like yep. the people who, who kind of already know what bootlegs are. Um, just there's no gray area when you do it that way. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, when people ask for customs, I, I like doing them. Um, I definitely tell them like, Hey, I turn another figure into you at whatever means necessary. Yep. So I can guarantee it will get to you safely. Don't open the damn blister. Don't. <laughs> and like the most recent one um, of that kid is going to that kid. Cause he collects toys. And I yeah. told the dad, I was like, listen to me. If he opens it, you're going to be the most disappointed father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah. don't worry, he won't open it. And I was like, I call bullshit, but it is. Yeah. If that kid does that, that's really respectable. I have, if I had gotten a toy of me when I was a kid, that would have been ripped open right away. You know, yeah. I have, I have one toy from childhood and it's a white power ranger from the moot from the movie yeah um and so he's like actually silver it's the only toy from my childhood i didn't open like and i don't really know why other than like i was like this is cool and might be worth money but literally i could have picked a million other of my things and they would have been yeah. worth a lot more than that guy but i still have him he's still in his package but yeah that was the only one and which is yeah so you you said something interesting again right like you don't have an etsy shop you don't really take on that many customs unless you're super into it. So, and I've only seen you in one toy show that we were a part of together, uh, the IKEA bootleg show. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, looking back, that's before this podcast started. That's before so yeah. much. So I didn't even know any of the toy makers. So I'm super stoked. Yeah, same. Yeah, um, same. But you're in this space because you also don't make runs of toys. So that means you don't sell with like Dove and DKE. So you're in this space of creating for the love of creating, but also creating what you like only what you love. And then people buy from your Instagram, correct? Yeah, that that's pretty much it. I, I, I've done a few, I think I've done three commissions of like, people who wanted something done for for and of a person yeah um and just that limited experience has like gone from you know run the spectrum from amazing to like not so great where i'm like the person's really psyched and they're like i think they're gonna love this and then you like never hear or something you're like i don't know if that person loved it um but i also i also like I mean, I've heard some people talk about it on the podcast and you, you dealing with it. Um, it's tough when someone's like, I want a commission of my uncle. Here's a photo. And it's like a dude in jeans. Yep, and you're I like, say no. okay, what the hell's your uncle do? Like, what's his yeah. job? What's his hobby? Is he, you know, if he's, if he's got some, you know, he's got to have like a gimmick. Um, so I yep. did something for this really, this really cool guy uh slash 96 jams um he makes like cool 90s music uh his stepfather had passed away like you know a while back and he started talking to me and again like always hesitant always immediately send my list of like here's how it actually works and this and that and he was like all of that's great 
And I was like, okay, I want you to be part of it because, like, I don't want you to be disappointed at the end. And it's not even about, like, oh, I won't get paid or something like that. It's just, like, you just don't want to get down the line. And then yeah. somebody be like, it sucks. So I sent him a picture of a cartoon Ray stands from Ghostbusters, one of our one of our chunky boy toys. Yeah. I sent him a picture and was like, I think I'll use this for your stepdad. And he and all I that's all I said, which sent him was the picture. And he like writes back and is like, Oh shit, I love that fit. Like he knew exactly what it was. He was like, Ghostbusters Ray, perfect pick. That's going to be amazing for him. And his stepdad was a game warden, like mm-hmm. a uh, you know, a game warden. Yeah. So he had like a look and an outfit that really worked and worked well with that figure. And um, he was like ecstatic about it, you know, and um, that was great. That was like a perfectly, perfectly exactly the way you want those situations to go. Um, Yeah. It's tough because like I'm not trying to shut anyone down. Like, like, I mean, I am, (laughs) I do, but like you're not trying to be an asshole, but you're also like, I can't, you, there's gotta be like a, a nugget of creativity to know where to take it. Um, and then for me personally, it always circles back to what I've said a few times, which is like, I, if, when I have the free time to sit down and work, I, I always want it to be something I love. Like I want it to be yeah. for me. So it's really gotta be something that grabs me to, to take me off on like a commission path for a, you know, a few days or a few weeks or something like that. Cause I'm not exactly the fastest toy maker. So a single commission could take me a few weeks to turn around or, you know? Yeah. And what's like, uh, I'm such a dick. You're, you're much nicer about it. Like when someone <laughs> is like, wait, well, yeah. Tell me your response. I'm, I'm excited was, to hear this. So, um, there have been three. So, okay. Maybe this will start it when they say, I want a custom of this. Like, and the, they'll say, I want to custom myself, whatever. I'll go through their Instagram and find the craziest photo. And like, like, this is the one I'm making. If you don't want this one, I'm not your guy. Uh, like I, I did one of a, of a D of a music producer called uh bass God. And he has all these normal photos, but then he has a shirtless one in uh, Peru where he's drunk off his ass. And it's just an open red jacket. Yeah. So I turned the Rancor keeper into him <laughs> and it was awesome. So um, all of, like, I love doing that kind of stuff or like working with musicians because they look funky. They have something to them. Here's the dick part. If you contact me and it's like, Hey, this is a picture of my mom. Can you turn her into a figure that has doubled in price because it takes the most energy out of me mm-hmm. because I have, with someone else who who lives a life that you can see on their Instagram, like awesome. It takes two seconds for me to figure out what I want to create and the figure I need. But for yeah. your mom, that's, that's kind of bullshit for me. And it, sadly it's the hardest thing to create. Yeah, it really, really is. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head, but yeah, I don't want to sound like a complete asshole. So if you're listening and you know, custom, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's, yeah, like I said, I, I take it case by case. And, um, there's, there's a few instances where like, I've talked to the person and engaged and I'm like, let me circle back to you. And then months have gone by and I still haven't, and it's not me 
trying to. I just have other things that pop up that are, or, or just have a current list that's like slowly trying to get through till I can go back to one of those that, um, yeah, are more like those personal ones, but so I do try to answer everybody. So I feel like there's, yeah, there's at least that. Yeah. I, I mean, know. everyone gets a response for sure, but most people don't like the response if it's just the wrong. Yeah. We interrupt this broadcast of Toys on Top to bring you this. Earth to Aliens have landed. Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci-fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 and t-shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. Toys, 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 toys. Hey, look at that over there. It's a spaceship. Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com. That's earth2kentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Yeah. Um, so you, you've you created, and then we had started talking about your collecting, because I think those kind of go hand in hand now. The more I talk to toy collectors and the more I talk to toy designers, they overlap so much, but you are starting to, you, I saw your shelves like behind you now. And then I've seen pictures of your shelves and they're full, which love that. But now you're buying two because you're moving into the molding and casting space to start creating more to bootleg. So you want to talk about like how that works for you? So, well, so Throughout most of quarantine, I mean, being stuck at home, I was just like on eBay buying figures that looked cool, yeah. figures that could be used for stuff, figure lots. I, you know, it's been great for, for like really diving in and learning more about toy history and reminding myself of toys and toy lines that I forgot even existed and stuff. Like my knowledge of toys is just skyrocketing just from browsing eBay yeah. and then making a toy Instagram essentially. So I'm like, I've, I, I have a drawer full of hundreds of figures now. And all of those are pretty much eBay purchases. Now I've been able to go out and do some flea market hunting, but like half of that at least is just eBay stuff. And so I was buying whatever I could, um, with the intention, not all of them had obviously an intention of what they were going to be. I was just like, I need bases. I love combining pieces and whatnot. Um, so all those are not collecting. They're just in, in a drawer. Um, okay. so if I see something I like, I don't buy two or haven't because I'm, you know, I'm like, that's really cool. And like I said, I am starting to edge into keeping things in packages. Like I have the super seven power ranger line over here on my shelf. And those are great figures, but 90% of them is the kick-ass artwork on those yeah. so like if i wanted to use a power ranger as a base i'm buying a loose one on ebay i'm not opening the one on my shelf the jurassic park ones those will make a cool shift display and i can i can use those because i'll just do a full body mold i won't break them apart and stuff to copy mm. them so those were expensive. I just have to buy one of those. And now I'm lucky, you know, that they'll double because those can come out of the packages, the packages or whatever. So yeah, it's kind of just pick and choose how I, 
how I buy stuff. Um, and, and I was never doing mold molds and casting. So if I liked a figure or was like, this is great for making more or making variations, I like to make variations. The best example is the, uh, the kid, the main character from heavyweights that was, that's been sort of like my big, um, big one that took off that made me feel like this is, um, this is like my thing. Cause I was like, that is, that is one of my favorite all time movies. I've have friends that are like, love that movie, but I don't think I knew till I made a figure and posted it just how insane, how much other people love it. And it's just made me be like, Oh, that like that I found my people and they like so many people lose their shit over the fact that I made uh Tony Perkis, like Ben Stiller mm-hmm. and Jerry uh, Jerry, the main kid. And that's like truly been the craziest part of, of doing this and, and doing it the way I do it as just like a massive fan is like Aaron Schwartz, who plays that guy, like ended up like wanting one and then wanting one for his mom last year. He's like, he's bought a couple from me. He did one as a giveaway. He had me make one for his friend. And we've sort of just like, become buds now like you know he it's it's surreal to me that like he's the coolest guy on earth yeah from one of my favorite movies on earth and now we're buddies just because i made an action figure um and the point of that rambling was his figure is the the kid from it the little chubby Mm. kid from it those things are going for like 60 bucks on ebay now like for one figure so that's when I, I was like, I'm only going to be able to make a finite amount of this guy. Like yeah, months ago, I, I found somebody that was selling them cheaper. So I bought a few. So I'm like, I've got three of this kid and I like making different outfits and also just like any other characters I want to, you know, use that are a little, little bit chubby. Um, so I was like, how do you? how do you justify buying, you know, a $60 action figure to cut up? And then, and then in theory, if you sell it, charge somebody, there's no amount you can charge where they understand, like, I'm an idiot. I bought a $60 base figure. I have to charge you $150 yeah. or something. Cause the budget here is crazy. So I was like, I never wanted to get into it mostly cause it just looks super messy. Um, and it, it really is. I've yep. learned, uh, yeah, molding casting. I decided like, oh, I can I can buy one of things and make make more. Um, and it's gone fine, I'd say. You know, I'm like, I'm really excited to be able to to make those figures. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, and I actually have to thank. Well, thank you, thank your show. It was. Um, I love Madison Society. I love all his stuff. I loved his interview. Um, I love his casting process. Um, he does these like one minute videos yep. of how he makes stuff. And I'm like studying them every time he posts them. I'm like, pa- like going through frame by frame, like, Oh, what is he doing with those toothpicks? And how does this work? And what is that? And so when he did, when he was on your show and was like, you know, like these people just got to like, there's videos for everything. Like just fucking go out and learn how to yeah. do it. Don't bug people. I immediately went and bugged him on purpose, <laughs> but also, also 
truly, truly the nicest dude. Um, and I had really specific questions mostly. Um, but yeah, he's just, I love him. And so he kind of is my main and only, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Just ear to talk to about, uh, molding and casting and he's been just incredible. So, yeah, you know, um, he is dope and I, for sure, every time an artist like uh, him gets brought up, I'm like, Oh shit, I need to reach out and just say hi. Cause I miss talking to them. Um, yeah. the, what's crazy about, I mean, all the stuff with molding and casting is it, it's messy and time consuming. And, um, if the learning curve is so high, like, uh, just to get things yeah. with no bubbles and the amount of supplies <laughs> you need and all that shit. Right. Um, and it's tough. So I started, I think our, everyone's toy journey is a little different. I started making stuff like death by toys would you just find stuff and throw it in a blister. And then I moved into the next step, which I thought would be like casting and molding and all that. But what's interesting is you're going the opposite way. And it's like, if you're good at customs and you're doing it well, and it's crazy that now you want to take on the challenge of like learning how to mold and cast. Cause it's, it, it's out of necessity because some of these yeah. figures, right. Are, <laughs> total, total desperation. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, I, yeah, it's tough. Here's, I can say this one thing that Dove has said, I don't remember who he was talking to, but, um, they ended up telling me about it that when people sell with him, and they like, oh, this has like articulation and it, or it's got like mar- magnetic articulation or whatever, but the blister isn't openable. That's just ridiculous. Like you put all that extra work yeah. in there for nothing, but it, yeah. it, they love it. And I think that that is the most time consuming part of molding and casting when you want everything to move. But yeah. for the purposes of what you're doing and what I like now want to do that as well nothing needs to move. So it's just like, put that shit in there and fill it up and you're good to go. Yeah. And I, 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 I see that and am both amazed. And I used to say this about molding and casting and still do now that I've yeah. done it. It's, it's, I, I kind of hate it. I would kill to be able to get a single arm mold or hand mold out that has an actual thumb on it. I've tried <laughs> so many, I've got, I got one, but it was a double set of arms and only one of the hands came out with a thumb, but that was enough that I was just in here like, yes, I got a fucking thumb. Um, but but yeah. Uh, what was the last thing you said? We got to, I totally derailed. Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't, I I know like, uh, Oh, that they don't need to move and they can just like, Oh yeah. I was just saying how much I like totally respect seeing that stuff. I mean, I'm, very broad to say but i'm like a fan of everyone like every time i see somebody posting something i'm like holy shit that's so cool and you know there's a lot there's not there's a lot of talk about like gatekeeping show and stuff and i don't think there's there's like obvious gatekeeping but there's a lot of people who are like i would never show my process i think so when people do i'm always just like oh my god this is so cool it's like yeah. the magician revealing his secret. So I like when I see somebody like dropping the fucking magnet into the arm, like mm-hmm. on video or showing a picture, I was like, oh, I've heard magnetic articulation. I didn't actually know that's what you're doing. 
inside the mold and stuff. So I don't know. That process looks difficult and uh, I respect the shit out of it though. Um, I think, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a path I'm headed down Yeah, because like you just said, or Dove said, like moving parts in a non-resealable is, you know, not great. And we just have not, well, I guess it depends on what you want from your bootleg, but like we just, there isn't anything We've never gotten there with resealable blisters. The ones that exist somehow make it look 10% less like a kind of real bootleg. Um, Yeah, I don't like clamshells that much. I don't like the Velcro. Yeah, clamshells. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like all of those things. I want it to be sealed. I want, if you do have the the desire to rip it open, I want you to ruin the package. I want you to feel... (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I, I don't know because I'm even worse. Like I super glue the figure to the backer so that it doesn't move around. Yep, same. And so it's like not only would you open that and it doesn't do what you need it to do, but you're going to have paper stuck to the back of the figure because it ripped off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So which and what's crazy is like with all this stuff of like getting a thumb, there are a, a, a long list of artists I could send you to like strafe is one of the best molding and casting people I've ever encountered. Um, just knows how to vent well, knows how to do what you need and like has instructed me to help me. And um, Mr. Dan, uh, Dan Overdorf, he like the single pores so he can get them like the hands and everything. It's just insane. There's so many yeah. good artists out there. Yeah, there really is. And it's, it's fun to like, be a fan and be like, that's so cool. And sometimes be like, that process is way beyond me and that's yeah. fine. Um, but then the fact that so much is out there that you can learn from is also just like, I mean, we're yeah. super lucky. And as you've talked, at, you know, extensively about like the community is just like keeps growing and growing and it's really cool. And, you know, we're at the point where like, uh, you know, especially with like kind of the lane we are in, like 3d printing is like clearly here to stay. And like, that's, I like every time someone posts something that like is the person like a mini person shrunk Mm -hmm. down, like 3d modeled of that person's face. I am like fully blown away. I'm like, it's a good thing. I, I like am on my computer a lot for like, real life work stuff so i'm like part of the reason i like the hands-on uh kit bashing is just to not be on a screen yeah so i'm like the guys that are like fully doing that in in blender or whatever 3d programs they're using i like i can only imagine how much time and dedication is going into like making these incredible figures that they're making and it's it's cool that there can be a giant lane highway we're all in, in the same zone but like several different areas that people are in and we're all just kind of moving forward making like kick-ass bootlegs um so yes i'm all i can say is like i'm glad i'm glad bootlegs are are so expensive because some of the stuff that people put out i'm like yeah i could i could kit bash day and night and i and clay my way you know into creating a certain figure but i'm not gonna make 
anything that comes anywhere near a debonair heads figure, uh, a readful things figure, but I just can't get there. And it makes me, I see basically every single thing read full posts. I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want that. But I also don't have $500 to spend on it. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. So uh, I guess a cool uh, way, because we are ending this year and you're coming in on your second year in doing this. Um, where is nostalgic Nez headed? Where, like, with customs, what is your goals in as you start approaching 2022? Where are you headed? I've got, I've got, as I look over to my work desk, I think I've got. 12 figures that are in various stages of being done. Yep. Um, I feel that. So that's, that's kind of it. Uh, I have a commission that needs to go out this week. I've been a real slacker with it, but I've been trying to get through it. Um, it's a fun one. It's for, uh, what we do in the shadows. Like, Mm -hmm. um, it was another character from that show that somebody wanted me to do. And I was like, hell yes. Love that show. So that's a quick way to my heart is like, if I haven't done it before, and it's something I love, like I'm usually pretty game. So I've uh, been working on that and need to get it out. And then I've got, I mean, we're halfway through December or we're yeah. at the end of, we're at the end of December there you when go. you hear this. Um, I've got, a, I've got four Christmas figures that I need to wrap up real quick here. Cause I'm about yeah. to head out of town for the holidays. So by the time you hear this, you will hopefully have seen my, my Christmas figures, which are, which are fun. Um, some home alone stuff and uh yeah um just finishing up the the ones i'm working on and yeah i mean we'll see we've 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 talked very briefly but we'll see about like bigger sales type things i don't really see myself ever doing like full etsy shop and stuff like that but just maybe a little more regularly rotating like being able to offer some stuff um things like true runs are probably never in my future but okay. um a couple art shows that want you to do like four or five like now that i know i can mold maybe that's possible um but for the most part you'll probably see one offs for me and it'll probably stay that way and yeah okay so the last part of the podcast is always how can people get a hold of you? Where can they find you? If you want, if you're in another podcast and you want to talk about that interview, everything about you as the artist. Uh, yeah, uh, just pretty much Instagram. Um, I love meeting new toy makers, uh, fans of the same stuff I'm into. There's tons of people I'm now friends with that are just like they're not toy makers i don't even know if they're fully collectors but they're like i love that like 90s thing you you make a lot of figures of or whatever so it's just been cool to kind of like build that little online friendship and and then it turns into real life sometimes you know it's like we've talked about miles a lot i got to meet up with him this year that was really cool sort of collect a lot good stuff i tell people to check him out but i know everyone already has so that would be wasted breath huh yeah (laughs) but but yeah um yeah yeah just say hi that's all and yeah if you like if you like stuff from the 80s and 90s like 
chances are one day I'll probably get around to making it because that's kind of my zone. I love that. Well, Nostalgic Nez, thanks for being on Toys on Tap. Thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me an excuse to talk about toys for an hour. Toys on Tap. The next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on Tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on Tap. Awesome.